Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So today we begin a new series, but before I get into the series, I want to open the door and open the invitation. And this is an open invitation to you from your pastor, and that is worship team. They want more volunteers. We have tryouts for vocals and musicians or you may say man i want to learn i I need to learn or i'm learning a new instrument well we have plans for that if you have a hunger to worship with live music and help us out they're doing great we've done great with what we have but they're always improving we're always adding to it Um, next week we plan on having our bass player in place and we're always open to you showing up and joining the worship team if you're interested in joining the worship team get with ms b all right All right, she's the one standing right here who led worship this morning. Give with Ms. B for worship. You're always welcome to join us. Once again, though, you have to have tryouts. If you sing like me, mm, I don't know. We love you, and you can worship maybe from your seat. But just being real, right? Truth is tough, but hey, I have not been invited to be part of the worship team. So good to have everybody once again. The title of the new series is mind games someone say mind games how many of you know your mind is so important to everything you do now let's do a little bit of a a review you know this you've been a believer for some time you know this to be a fact you know growing up we said it and it we meant well and it even sounds good we say man the lord saved my soul well technically that is not correct when you accepted jesus he saved your spirit just Save souls sounds better than save spirits, right? It just sounds more churchy. It just sounds better. It flows better. But when you accepted Jesus, your spirit was reborn. We say spirit man, your spirit man, your spirit woman, your spirit being. Remember, you are a spirit. Somebody say, I am a spirit. Uh Uh-huh. You're a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. All right? So once again, for review, you know this, but it's good to hear it again. You are a spirit because when this body dies, this is the house for your spirit. Your spirit will live on forever, okay, along with your soul. So you are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. In this series, we're going to deal with the soul realm, all right? Going to deal with the soul realm. And if you really think about it, it's never your body that's calling the shots. It's usually your mind. We say, no, my body had an urge and I had a desire. Well, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions. You can whip your body into shape. You say, oh, I'm a little overweight or I'm a little underweight or I need more muscle. Hey, that's fine and God bless you. You're beautiful the way you look. Just take care of yourself. Eat right. Get rest. Do what you're supposed to do. Take care of that body. But it all starts with your mind. Okay? It all starts with your mind, your will, and your emotions. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans 12, verse 1. Look at this. All right, we're in the New Living Translation like usual. Um, I believe today I, I, I asked for English Standard Version for one of the Proverbs verses. Hopefully I did. If not, we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. But this is New Living Translation, what I usually preach out of. The Apostle Paul here is saying, And so, dear brothers and sisters... I plead with you to give your bodies to God.
because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy what? Sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. Don't, don't dishonor God with your body. Okay? Anything sexual outside of marriage, that dishonors God. There's all kinds of other things. But anything outside of marriage that is sexual, that brings dishonor to God. You've got to let your body be a living sacrifice. Let it be for God. Look, this is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy. Someone say don't copy. Do you remember in school, did you ever have to tell anybody that? Don't copy me. I used to mess up some people that would get on my nerves. I'd give them fake answers. They wondered why they got a C and I got an A. Not that I was smarter than them. I think they were maybe more distracted than me, which says a lot. I don't know. But don't copy. You don't want to copy the behaviors of the world. Their answers may be wrong. You don't want to copy the behavior and customs of the world. You don't. How well has that worked for them? Hollywood has always kind of been role models for some people. Not you, right? Not those on the live stream. But does anybody remember the actor Mickey Rooney? Anybody remember him? Kind of a cool, funny guy. He was five foot two, man. He was full of charm. He was married eight times. And having multiple affairs throughout, even with underage girls. And where did that start with? That's a double-edged sword there. You don't want to copy his behavior for marriage or relationships, right? But he, he never had his mind renewed. Great actor, man. Just I think he was in 100 movies. But look at this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? By changing the way you think. Now, I want to reiterate something. It is not God's responsibility, not all his responsibility to change the way you think. You need to submit your mind, your will, and your emotions over to God. Okay? So my first point today, you know what? Let me, let me finish. Let me finish this verse. I get ahead of myself because I'm excited to see y'all. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, someone say then. Yes, then and only then you will learn what? To know God's will for you. As your mind is renewed, you'll begin to understand, see, recognize, conform to God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Remember, not every situation you're in is God's perfect will for you. But someone, someone say, praise God. Yeah, praise God for Romans 8, 28. Because all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Many times we make some crazy choices. Other people make crazy choices. But God says, hey, that wasn't my perfect will, but I'm going to turn it into my will. Now I'm going I'm to get you back into my perfect will. I'm going to work it out for your benefit. So my first point today is exposure. Somebody say exposure. Who and what are you in contact with on a regular basis? Do you guys remember COVID? you guys remember that? We kept saying that to each other, and people would say that. Oh, I don't know if they should come over. They've been exposed. They've been exposed to La Covidia. That's my Spanish mat rendition of COVID. La Covidia. Oh, they were exposed. I mean, it was so crazy that the exposure went to a level that I remember I went to get tested in July of 2020. I had kind of a low-grade fever. I felt fine, but I'd been at church the following day. I said, man... Baby, I need to know, man. I hope I didn't breathe on everybody, you know. And I was hugging some people that day, but not too many. So I went and got tested. And you got to fill out information, put your phone number. Well, that day or the next day, they called me. 
Dad said, it's fake, man. Well, anyway, they called me, and I was at home. I remember Jen was in the kitchen. I remember where I was standing at our house on Permian. And they called me, and they began to question me. And can you imagine the control they tried to exert? They said, have you been around people? They actually asked me, have you been around your wife? They said, you're married? And I said, yeah. Have you been around your And I just ignored her. I just ignored her at that point. I said, I'm taking care of myself, but I think I'm fine, and thank you. God bless you. And it took like four or five days to get the results, and I, was, I felt great. I was fine. I didn't get COVID at that time. But I remember they were so worried about my exposure, they said, have you been around your wife? And I, I remember thinking, I think that's my decision to make, hun. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the state, the state calling you? Uh, hello, is this Matthew Senna? Yes. Have you been around anyone at your home? Have you been near your dogs or your wife or your neighbors? Come on, man. But here's my point on exposure. They were really concerned about who we'd been exposed to and what we had been exposed to. And I see that, and I'd like to use that as part of this right here, as part of this point. Who and what are you in contact with? You may not realize it, but movies affect you. I don't want you to take this lightly this morning. I need you to listen to me. As a believer, you don't want to be watching rated R movies unless you got VidAngel. You ever heard of VidAngel? It blocks and, and edits and does all kinds of stuff for TVMA and rated R and all that. I'm just saying, you don't want to watch stuff like that unfiltered. And if you can't get VidAngel, just be like us for years. You just watch PG-13 or better. Say, so, man, well, PG is boring. Well, man, get another dog, have another kid, do something. But don't expose yourself to junk on television or in movies, in videos. Be careful what you watch on TikTok. Let me get into social media now. You already know about this. I don't do TikTok videos. I'm not a member. Some of you are like, Pastor Matt, you're just not that cool anyway. You're just not part of the social media landscape. I know. Maybe I'm cool in other ways. I hope. But if I'm not great, I'm going to tell you what. TikTok is very sensual. I'm speaking to the men now, but it's also women. But listen, men, if you're on TikTok and it's TikTok and it's causing you to lust, you need to cancel your account, stay off there. Because usually when someone sends you a good video, you can usually see on the bottom there's a sensual video or something odd you don't need to look at. You can tell just by glancing at the top part of it, that's not what you need to be looking at. What have you been exposed to? Let's go to Proverbs 13.20. Proverbs 13.20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. One translation says a companion of fools will suffer harm. Well, yeah. Did your mom ever say that? Did your mom ever say to you, who's you been hanging around with? You don't usually talk like that. I still remember times and places where my mom said, you're acting crazy. Who have you been around? Oh, no, it's just me. He's like, yeah, it's you, but who have you been around? Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Who are you exposing yourself to? People like to do this. People get super spiritual, but then they're not very spiritual at all. They said, Jesus ate with sinners. Oh, I know. But let me remind you of something. I'm not telling you you don't go eat out with somebody who's, who's not a believer. You need to be an example. Number one, we're not Jesus. He was proclaiming himself constantly. But... You should have time with other people that don't go to church with you or they're not saved. So you can be a, a what? A light to them. You need to expose them to the light of Jesus. 
But look at what this verse says. Trouble chases sinners while blessings reward the righteous. Why do I want to hang out with someone often? Someone whose behavior and lifestyle I do not approve of, but I'm desperate to have friends, so I'm going to be with them. You need a friend? Come to church faithfully. There's friends here. There's people here to meet. Ask the folks that have started serving here. Ask the folks who have been here a while. There's always someone showing love here. Our volunteer team, they do a great job under Pastor John. And man, they love people. We love you. We love each other. You are welcome here. But let me read this verse again. Trouble chases sinners while blessings reward the righteous. I'm going to ask you, dear people of God, men and women of God, disciples of Christ, you consider yourself a disciple of Christ, you read the word, you love God, you want to do better, why, oh why, would you expose yourself to junk that you know is wrong over and over and over and over again? Eventually it affects you. You want to take steps backward and struggle with old weaknesses? Hang out with the wrong people. Hang around ungodly people. You say, man, for example, you say, man, I don't, I don't really, I don't really want to, I don't really want to be uh, exposed to alcohol, then don't hang out with people who are drinking alcohol. That's real simple. Say, man, I don't want to be around language like that. Well, then they either change their language, they come to Jesus, or you get the heck away from them. I've had people that I really respected until they started talking more than, more than average, and I went, oh my gosh, your mouth is full of per- perverted stuff. You know what Scripture says about the perverse man or woman? They have a twisted mind. You don't want that. You don't want that rubbing off on you. Those of you who have taken spiritual warfare, you ever heard of something called transference of spirits? You ever been around someone, you're like, I was fine until I was around them. It's happened to all of us, huh? Like, did they dump some emotional junk on me? I call them emotional droppings. You'll never forget that, though, will you? We got birds in our backyard. Oh, man, it is like, it is like a, a wildlife pr- preserve. Anyone remember Mutual of Omaha? It's like a wildlife preserve, man. You got to spray off stuff because there's always birds, and they, you know, there's been birds there. Why? Feathers and droppings. I'm going to make me a feather hat in that backyard eventually, I'm telling you. Feathers all over the place. What have you been exposed to? Whose emotional droppings have you been around? They leave, they leave parts of their mess with you, man. Be careful who you spend time with. Be careful what you're exposed to on social media, TV, music. Oh, man, music will affect you. Guess who was over the worship in heaven until he got kicked out because he was full of pride and he originated sin? Lucifer, Satan. He knows his music. He was anointed to lead the music in heaven, so he's very good with mu- music because he was created to do that. You have people you go, I don't, I don't really know the lyrics to the song, but I just listen to the beat. Oh, you're catching it. You got you. Any hip hop fan, you've heard people say that your whole life, huh? I don't really listen to the lyrics. <laughs> I can give you the lyrics. You'll know which song it is. Be careful what you what you're exposed to in magazines, books. What are you reading? Is there new age philosophy in books? Many times in books, it sounds good, but what are you exposing yourself to? Remember, what you're exposed to affects how your mind will or will not be renewed. Be careful what you're exposed to. All right, who and what you're in contact with. Let's go to Proverbs 4.23. I think this is the English Standard Version. Yes, perfect. Keep your heart with all diligence. Guard what's coming into your heart. Things you're looking at. Remember, Scripture says the eyes are the windows to the soul. 
Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from, from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, remember? If he's telling you to put away crooked speech, why would you hang out with someone who talks crookedly? Put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Wow, don't be distracted. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep moving forward, always forward. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Isn't that good? Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Turn your foot away from evil. Wow. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Somebody say amen to that. It means you were listening. All right, all right. So exposure, what have you been exposed to? You say, how does that affect your mind? Well, you're, you're putting in junk when you're around the wrong stuff, right? You're allowing junk in your mind. You've got to close the floodgates of your mind. Stop stuff like that. The easiest way is to get away from it. Don't expose yourself to it. Number two, how about the word? Somebody say the word. Word. Let's take inventory. You don't have to raise your hands. You've struggled in your mind. And my next question is for you, and this is, this is, this is not a condemning message from me, I promise. It's inventory that I take weekly. It's inventory that I take daily. Someone say daily. When was the last time you cracked open your Bible? Bible app, whatever. When was the last time you read your Bible? You say, man, I'm struggling with all this stuff. Many times it's traceable back to just the Word. It's traceable to the Word. You just go back to the Word and say, have I had Word time? I'm struggling for not believing truth or recognizing truth. Man, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. Hey, don't worry about it. Just get back into the Word. It's real easy to turn around and make a choice for the Word. I'm going to tell you right now. Somebody say amen. Get a translation you understand. I read out a New Living Translation here. And it's not a hard version. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 14. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by what? trusting in Christ Jesus. Many of you say, man, I don't know if I was taught from childhood, but I've been in the Word a while now, and I know it's true. Uh huh. All Scripture in your Bible, not every holy book of every religion was inspired by God. It wasn't. It's contradictory. There's doctrines of demons out there. This Bible, though, I promise you, was inspired by God. History has proven it. God has a track record. Transformation in your life proves it. The change that you experience in your life when you get in the Word proves it. There's no greater example of who God is and what He does than the powerful, tra transformed life. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are what? Wrong and teaches us to do what is right. That's good. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. Someone say every good work. Mm. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. So the Word, you got to fill up on this always. And you can't get away from this. You can't ignore it. It is a necessary step in being a believer. I've got to say something tough. You ready? Man, it got quiet. You ready? Scripture says iron sharpens iron. Scripture says faithful are the wounds of a friend, right? I consider myself your friend as well as your pastor. Let me say something. Don't expect change if you don't get in the Word. 
And I got to say that you're going to struggle as a believer if you're not in the word. He gave it to us to read it, study it, and learn it, and know it, and to apply it. Somebody say read. Somebody say study. Somebody say learn. Somebody say know it and apply it. Let's see if we can do that again. Say read, study, learn, know it, and apply it. I don't know how I listed the same five things in a row and didn't mess up, but praise God. I'm just glad you're still with me. Everything you can do about the Word, get into it, know it. Say, man, I'm not going to read the Old Testament. You'll get there. You really need to get into that, understand why we need Jesus so much. You need to understand how he began relating to us through covenants. You need to know about creation and the flood and Job and Ezra and Nehemiah, all these special things in the Old Testament. The history of Jesus and the Jewish people, really. God's history with his people. But you really need to focus on the New Testament, too. See, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the Gospels. That's the good news. It's all good news. But you got to get into the epistles eventually because it really corrects things in our lives. Those are the letters to the churches. Letters to the churches are letters to believers. God uses it to equip, sorry, prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So take inventory. Say, man, I'm not in the Word right now. I challenge you today to raise the Word level in your life. What does it say in the book of Acts? What does it say about the word? It grew and it prevailed. It grew and it prevailed. It became dominant. It grew and it prevailed. It became dominant. It became life-changing. Now, here's the deal. Once people are exposed to the word and they say, I don't want to change, that's fine. But we, give, we, we allow everybody to have that choice, but we take them to the place where they must decide. And you've got to decide when you get in the Word. You say, man, am I going to really change? Or am I in a rush? Come on, I need you to hear me this morning. Am I in a rush to just be a so-so, a, a nominal Christian? I see that all the time. Man, i got to hurry and be in here and just be average. Or hurry and be in here and be worldly. No, that's not you. That is nobody in this house. I don't believe it this morning. That is not you. It's not you on the live stream or on the recording hereafter. You love God and you want to be like Jesus. It's time to stay in the Word. Get in the Word and stay in the Word. Remember, I've been telling you this for a few months now. It's much easier to keep a good habit than it is to break an old habit. It's much easier to keep, keep a good, strong, godly habit than it is to break an old habit. I'm going to tell you right now, getting in the gym, getting back in the gym, is like pulling teeth for me. So, oh, Pastor Matt, you're slim. You don't need to. Oh, no, I'm not getting any younger. feel great at my age, praise God, but i got to exercise. I had discussions, and I explained to my wife many times, you know, why I didn't need it. You know, my back was hurting and different stuff. Weak back muscles. No, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, and she talked to me and said, baby, I'm not worried about how you look. I need you to, I need you to live long, you know, be healthy. In essence, she didn't tell me this, but this is what I got, got from it when God spoke to me through her words is, Matt, you need to be an example in that area. You need to be an example in that area. Just get into it. Create a new habit. And I say that to you about the Word today. I am in the Word every day. I would not talk to you about it if I wasn't in it. If I wasn't talking to you from a place of experience and a place of heartbreak, the seasons where I was not in the Word like I needed to be years ago, man, there was a difference. I felt it, I knew it, and others around me knew it. Get back into the Word. Somebody say, today is my day to get back into the Word. Someone say, to get into the Word. Let's go to Isaiah 55, verse 8. I love this. Look at this. Isaiah 55. 
Verse 8. Look at what the Lord says here. And he's giving us background because according to Scripture in the New Testament, we can have the mind of Christ now. But remember, God is forever God. And he says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, he's telling the people of Israel. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. I believe that's important right there. You've got you to gotta let God's word, that's a symbol of the word, is rain, water, washing of water by the word. You've got to let it soak. You've got to let it saturate your being. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They stay on the ground, meaning it stays there a while. You marinate in it. Anybody ever marinated steaks? Many times, the longer you marinate steaks, the better they taste, the more tender they are, right? The more flavorful and juicy they are. You gotta let you gotta marinate in the word. You gotta stay in the word. You gotta soak in the word. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and they stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. There's another word symbol, bread for the hungry. Look at what the Lord says here. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Is that beautiful? Let's read that last verse again. It is the same with my word, God says. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Can I get an amen? amen. So we have, what are we exposing ourselves to? Because that, that affects our mind. You want to start to renew your mind? Separate from the world and the things of the world that are affecting you and getting you back into the old rut, into bad habits. We have the Word. you got to get in the Word. got to get in the Word. When was the last time you read the Word? Get in the Word. Got to take inventory. His word changes things. Scripture says his word will accomplish what he sends it to accomplish. Are you still with me? Now I want to hit on a subject that I've hit on in many sermons, but I believe this is central to being a believer, and that is self-control. You say, how does self-control renew my mind? Well, I believe it works both ways. I believe self-control helps you to control what you're thinking, and your thinking works towards your self-control. Because what you think about, you will eventually act upon, right? If you're struggling in a certain area, and you say, you know what? <clears throat> Can I have that water right there? Thank you. I sounded a lot older than 46 for a second there. <laughs> Thank you, young man. God bless you. <laughs> Grandpa and Grandma in heaven are so proud of me, man. I pulled off the accent, kind of. Self-control plays into the renewal of your mind because you, you work on controlling what you're thinking. Men, let's talk about men. <clears throat> Not to mention women on social media or whatever. But men are very visually, visually captured. We are. That's why you got to be careful. you got to keep your eyes straight ahead many times. You say, man, well, I wasn't trying to look at them with lust. You're going to glance at people, men and women, but especially men, you're going to glance at people, but you don't keep just focusing on them. I remember a guy years ago, I was really young, the guy told me, no, you know what I do? He said, they walk, and I check them out, and they walk, and I check them out. I said, no, a double visual scan? I don't think so. That leads to lust. We're not going to do that. 
I was like, and when he said that, I imagined uh, not a great movie, but I remember Minority Report, these body scans and eye scans. Dude, you know, the wha- what are you, cashier at the grocery store? You're scanning twice, <laughs> making sure you got it right. You saw them. Don't linger. All right. I've learned this in my life. Even even going on a date with my wife, I have to be careful if we position me with screens nearby because I go, even if it's not interesting, it's visual. Ladies, I don't know if you're that way, but I can speak for myself. I have to exercise self-control on dates. You say, man, was it something bad on the TV? No, it can just be sports. It can be silent, and I'm trying to read the subtitles. And I don't even care about baseball. I'm all, who's in the World Series this year? I don't care. I really don't care. Watch what you see. Watch what you set your eyes on. That's where self-control comes in. Use your will to fulfill and obey God's will. Use your will to fulfill and obey God's will. You say, what is God's will for my life? Dear brother and sister, I'm glad you asked me. It's God's word. God's will is God's word. And where does faith begin? Faith begins where God's will is known. I did not come up with that quote. I'm quoting someone way deeper than me probably. Some of the old church fathers and mothers have said that for years. But faith begins where the will of God is known. Say, I don't have any faith. Well, have you gotten into the Word? You've got to get into the Word so you can work on self-control with the Holy Spirit's help. Let's go to Galatians 5.22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Can I tell you guys something this morning? I believe self-control is central to godly behavior. Scripture says if you can't control your own, you can't rule your own soul, you can't control yourself, you're like a city with broken down walls. Scripture also says, but if you have self-control, you're more powerful than someone who can conquer a city. Isn't that something? That's saying a lot. Can you imagine you say, I can't go out right now and conquer a city. Well, no, that's not the day or the age for that, right? But if you have self-control, you're more powerful than one of the ancients who could, could have conquered a city. You are controlling yourself. You know how many times a week I exercise self-control, especially with my mouth? Some of you? Some of you said some crazy stuff this past week. That's okay. We repent every Sunday, right? And every day of the week when we think about it, I say, Lord, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. But self-control, let me say it again, it is central to godly behavior. Self-control, being able to control yourself. Now, as you renew your mind, you're able to control yourself better. But in the process of renewing your mind, you just need to practice self-control in areas. There's some areas you're going to have a harder time with. You say, man, I've struggled with substances. I've struggled, I've struggled with the things I'm looking at. I've struggled on, on social media. You know what? Once again, it all goes back to self-control, doesn't it? Can I get an amen? amen. Mm. You get to a place where you say, man, I love God enough that I don't want to displease him. I'm going to control myself in this area. I'm going to control my mouth. I'm going to control what I'm looking at, what I'm thinking. You say, man, I can't control the way I think. You can only think about one thing at a time. It may be multiple things. You say, man, it's like a thousand words a second. It's, It's all these images. It's all this. You can learn to focus and control your mind and think about one thing at a time, right? Because that's that's how your mind works. You're truly just focusing on one thing at a time. Even if it's rapid, you can start to bring your mind back to the word of God. 
If you struggle with your mind, you begin to go back up to the Word. Notice my three points today. Exposure, Word, and self-control, they all play into each other. You have self-control to read the Word. You read the Word, it gives you more self-control because you're applying God's Word. You're into the Word, it controls and helps you to control what you're exposed to because you know certain things please God, certain things displease God. So hold on to your self-control. Let's go once again to Romans 12.1. So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Wow. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Have you noticed it hasn't worked for the world? That's why you left, right? That's why we don't want to be part of that world system. The Greek calls it the cosmos, the world system. It leaves you brokenhearted, empty, depressed, and needing more because you're never satisfied, longing for something. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Once again, God's will is his word. Self-control can put a stop to erratic, reckless, selfish behavior. Self-control, right? <laughs> and behavior can always be traced back to our minds. Our thought lives. Say, man, why is he acting like that? Well, he struggled in his mind. Why is she doing that? She struggled in her mind. Why did they respond that way? Why didn't they respond more like a believer? Why didn't they respond in love? Well, they're struggling in their mind for different reasons. There's no condemnation there, but it's just the truth of the matter. We've got to renew our minds, and we've got to work on our self-control. That's a large part of you renewing your mind. And self-control, can I say this? It's a mark of real change. Self-control, what, what, what does that mean? Controlling, you're in control of it, how you respond to people. I can't control y'all's behavior. In fact, I figured out years ago I can't control everything. Some of you are more control freaks than others, right? But you, have you figured it out yet? You cannot control everything. But one thing you can is yourself. I remember being told over the years, so many people, man, I fell into sin, Matt, because I just couldn't control myself. What? You just a runaway train? Just rolling down a hill, just falling, and just gravity. Oh, I can't stop. No. Self-control is a mark of real change. And I say it again, you can't control everything, but you can work on controlling yourself. And it takes practice. Someone say, it takes practice. It does. It takes practice. All right? So let's get into this right now one more time. We have exposure. What are you exposing yourself to? That's very important in the renewal of your mind because you don't want to fall back into old habits. Separate from junk. Come out of that worldly system. Get away from stuff. If you have a weakness for something, don't keep exposing yourself to it. You say, Pastor Matt, do you have a weakness for drinking? Well, no, because I don't drink. And I don't hang out with people that are drinking in front of me, not on purpose. I just don't. You say, man, is alcohol going to send people to hell? That is not my focus right now. My focus is where it takes people, the end results of it. I'm not going to legislate anything right now. I don't believe in it. I'm against it. What you do is between you and God. But scripturally, I believe there's all these reasons for me to never start that habit. Because what am I going to do when times get hard? Self-medicate? 
And that's not good. That's not good for me or my wife or anyone around me, anyone that's in my sphere of influence. So exposure, what are you exposed to? Man, where are you in the Word? Are you back in the Word? That's number two. Get in the Word and stay in the Word. And number three, how's your self-control? Does that make sense today? Exposure, the Word, and self-control. Control what you're exposed to. Stay in the Word. And work on your self-control with the Holy Spirit's help. That is a fruit of the Spirit. You've been called to be able to rule well your own soul. Many have argued about the poem, and I'm not a fan of the whole poem, but somebody says, I am the captain of my soul. You really are. It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. I'm not going to over-spiritualize and say, God's the captain of my soul. Well, I want him to be, but when it comes down to it, those are my choices, my decisions. Exposure, the word, and self-control. Bow your heads and close your eyes real quickly. We're going to pray, and then we're going to bring the kids in to pray with them here in a minute. If there's anyone in this house who has never accepted Jesus, or anyone on the live stream, you've never accepted Jesus, please pray this prayer with me here in a moment when we get ready to. Is there anyone in here who says, Pastor Matt, I've never accepted Jesus. If I died, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where I would go. I don't know if I'd make it to heaven. I may be busting hell wide open. I don't know. Well, Jesus came to make a way, so we don't have to go to hell. Is there anybody in this house who says, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life? Would you raise your hand? And I will pray with you. All right, let's pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me of sin. Without you, I'm a sinner. But with you, and by your Spirit, I'm a child of God. I need you, Lord. I believe that Jesus died and rose again. And I call him my Savior. Please forgive me, Lord. Come into my life because I believe and I place my faith and my trust in you. Save me, Lord. In Jesus' name.